said, but there's no way that teenagers, middle school and high schoolers, are going to get up out of their beds, come to our house at 7, 7.15 in the morning, hear about God and eat breakfast. And they have proved me wrong, and their, their faithfulness and their desire to come uh, is, is amazing. And I'm, I'm tickled to death, and I'm honored to, to be their student pastor. And I want to tell you this morning, guys, I love you. My wife loves you, and, and we are super thankful for you, and excited to see what God is doing in your life, and so thankful for your desire, and so thankful for uh, your faithfulness to this student ministry. Can we give them a hand one more time? How many of you are glad that you came to the house of the Lord? Amen. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay to clap. It's okay. Y'all can clap. How many glad you came to the house of the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we uh sometimes we're a little hesitant. We, you know, we 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 like we're scared to clap, but it's okay to clap. Amen. God's been good to us. Amen. We're gonna be in the book of Philippians uh this morning, the book of Philippians chapter chapter number one. Uh Philippians chapter number one. I'm excited for the word this morning. Um I believe God has put a, a word on my heart uh for the church. Amen. Philippians chapter one, starting in verse number one. If you dare say amen, if you don't have your Bibles, you can look on the screen. It says, this letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I am writing to all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the church leaders and, and the deacons. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Verse number three, Paul says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to, to my God. Whenever I pray, I pray my request for all of you with, with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I'm certain that God who began a good work in you will continue his work until he is finally, until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. Verse 7 says, So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you, and I long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. Verse 9, I pray that your love will overflow more and more, and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Verse 10, for I want you to understand what really matters, so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Let's pray. God, we love you. God, I thank you so much. God, for the opportunity to proclaim your word, proclaim the gospel this morning. God, I thank you so much for the folks that chose to be here this morning. And I pray, God, that they won't see me. God, but they'll see you. God, they won't hear my words. God, but they'll hear from you this morning. God, we thank you so much, God, for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'll read the top of your bulletin, it says, have you ever thought what it looks like or what it means to be partners in the gospel? The fact is that as Christians, we are all on mission together. The moment we accept Jesus Christ, we become part of his mission to spread the gospel. As we read this passage and we see Paul begins to pray and thank God for the partnership that he has for the people in Philippi. Through this passage, Paul identifies how gospel partnership impacts the body of Christ, how gospel partnership impacts the church. And church, this morning, before we begin to walk through these three points in your handouts, we must first understand the partnership that Paul 
uh, Paul had with the people in Philippi. Paul met the Philippians on a second missionary journey, which we see in Acts chapter 16. And in Acts chapter 16, verse number 15, uh, we see that Paul and his companions, he, they stayed in Philippi at a woman's house. Uh, her name was Lydia, and they stayed there for several days. And while there, he began to share the gospel and encourage his new brothers and sisters. And from the time he arrived in Philippi, Paul saw the members of this church as partners of the gospel, partners of his, his ministry. So Paul writes this letter not only to, to thank them and, and remain in relationship with them uh, in the church, but I believe Paul also gives us a great example of how believers in Christ, how gospel partners should relate to each other. How many of you know if you're a believer in Christ, we're gospel partners, amen? We're partners in the gospel. I believe Paul demonstrates how gospel partnership should impact how we feel and how we relate to others. So number one in your handout this morning, I want to look. I believe this morning, I believe Paul shows that, number one, gospel partnership impacts our mind. Gospel partnership impacts our mind. I want you to understand this morning that the gospel of Jesus Christ will impact our mind. Verse number three, Paul says, every time I think of you. He said, every time that I think of you, every time that you, that you cross my mind, I give thanks to God. I don't know about you, but I think it's pretty amazing to, to know what Paul is facing, to know the situation uh, that Paul is in, but yet he's not thinking of himself, he's thinking of others. I think it's amazing that, that he can be uh, in prison, and he wasn't thinking about his imprisonment, but he was, he was thinking about the believers in Philippi. He was, he was thinking about his partners in the gospel. When we look at the life of Paul, we know that, that he sold his life out for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we see that the gospel impacted his mind. And Paul encourages us, encourages others to allow the gospel to do the same. How many believe this morning that the gospel, it will impact your mind? If you have a true experience of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it will impact your mind. In spite of his difficult circumstances in the prison of Rome, Paul was rejoicing in the secret. Church, can I tell you the secret of his joy, the secret of his rejoicing in difficulty was Jesus Christ? It was Jesus Christ, and it was the gospel in his life. Paul wasn't concerned with what was going on in his personal life, but he wanted and he desired the gospel to continue to be spread to others. His mind was set on the gospel. His, his mind was set on Jesus. Paul was, was unselfish, which most of you probably know if you know anything about Paul. Paul was unselfish when it came to the gospel. Verse number 4, Paul says, Whenever I pray, I make my request. For all of you with joy. Somebody say joy. Somebody say joy. There you go. I make my request for all of you with, with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard until, until now. Church, it, it brought joy to Paul's life when he thought about his partnership with the Philippian church. Listen, can I tell you this morning that it should bring joy to our hearts when we look around and we see all the believers in Jesus Christ that chose to, came, uh, choose to come to church this morning, can I tell you it should bring joy to our life when we look at each other? Yeah, it should bring joy to our life when we see the ministries that are functioning within this church, not only within this church, but when we go out and, and see other believers and we go out in the community, can I tell you that should bring joy to our hearts this morning? Why? Because we're, we're partners in the gospel. We're partners in the gospel. We're on the same mission for Jesus Christ. Listen, I believe church so many times, listen, we worry about our own agenda and our own desires and we lose focus of the main purpose 
Christ called us to be followers. And that is to proclaim the gospel. We're on the same team, guys. We're on the same, through our differences, through our difficulties, we are on the same, we're on the same team this morning. As we look at Paul's letter, we can see that no matter the circumstance in his life and no matter what was wrong in the Philippian church, it didn't affect how he thought about them or what he thought about them. Reality is, church, the Philippian, the, the church at Philippi had their issues just like any other church. How many believe that every church has issues? If you don't raise, if you don't agree, not raise your hand, but if you don't agree with that, somebody's, somebody's brainwashed you. Listen, every church has their issues, amen? Every church has their issues, and, and the church of Philippi was no different. They faced persecution from the outside of the church, but yet they had conflict and struggle on the inside of the church. But Paul continued to keep them in mind. He continued to pray for them because he wanted to see them continue to spread the gospel. Church, reality is a lot of time in our churches when we see somebody face a, a difficult situation or they, they make a bad decision or they, they jump into a bad circumstance, we like to throw them under the bus. We like to, to do away with them. We like to say, well, you know what? Maybe when they get close enough to God, they'll be good enough for us. But church, can I tell you that Paul did not do that? Can, and can I tell you that the reality is that, that we should be more like Paul and do what any other good partner would do, gospel partner would do, and pick them up and encourage them and pray for them. Amen? Listen, we all face struggles. We all face hard times. We all have issues in our life. But Paul was one that realized the importance of the gospel. He realized the importance, the partnership of the gospel with the church of Philippi. And he was there to encourage them to lift them up and not, not put them down. Turn to your neighbor real quick and tell him, you're my partner. Turn to your other neighbor and tell him, you're my partner. Listen, we're all partners in the gospel. Amen? Can I tell you this morning that nothing in our lives or any circumstance that we, we, we face should affect the way that we think of others. Nothing that we face in our lives, nothing that, that goes on in our lives should affect the way that, that we think about others. Because as believers in Jesus Christ, we are gospel partners. And those that are gospel partners have a gospel mentality. And if you experience the true gospel of Jesus Christ, it, it will, church, I'm telling you, it will impact your, it will impact your mind. It will change your mentality. It will change the way that, that we think of others. Paul had a gospel mentality. And, and when we as believers in Jesus Christ have a gospel mentality, our focus is, is not on ourselves, but it's on, it's on others. It's on the things of, of Christ. It's on the body of Christ. Paul was in prison. The church was, was facing persecution from the outside and conflict on the inside. But, but Paul did not put them down. Paul did not uh, 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 discourage them or, or tell them how disappointed he was. But he continued to encourage them. He continued to encourage them as gospel partners. Verse 6, Paul goes on to say, I am certain that God who began a good work in you or within you will continue his work until it, until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. Paul's mind was set on the gospel. It impacted his mind. It impacted the gospel partnership that he had with the Philippian church. This morning, church, I believe Paul shows us in this passage that gospel partnership impacts our mind. The gospel of Jesus Christ will impact our mind. Number two, if you'll go along in your, in your handout, I believe Paul shows us that through this passage that gospel partnership impacts our heart. The gospel of Jesus Christ will impact our heart. Paul tells them in verse number 7, he says, So it is that, that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. 
We, say, we see in verse number 3 that, that Paul often had the, uh, uh, the church of Philippi on his mind, but not only was he mindful of them, but Scripture tells us that, that he had a special place in his heart for them. Church, can I tell you this morning, there's a difference in being mindful for somebody and then having a place in your heart for them. There's a difference in, in, in thinking of someone, being mindful of someone, even, even being thankful for somebody. There's a difference in that than having a place in, in your heart for them. Showing, showing someone love, showing someone affection, showing someone that you, that you care. Listen, we can read through this letter and we can tell that, that Paul was, was passionate about the church. He was passionate about the gospel. He was passionate. He was affectionate towards them. And that love, that love showed. Paul goes on to say in verse number 7, he said, you share with me the special favor of God. How many of you are thankful we have the favor of God in our life? Amen. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Jesus Christ. Church, I want you to know this morning, the gospel produces love for Christian brothers and sisters in our hearts. Verse 7 and 8 reveals the close bond that, that Paul felt with the Christians in Philippi. He held them in his heart and he, he yearned for them with the affection of Jesus Christ. He yearned for them. He, long, he, he showed affection through the, the love of Jesus Christ. Paul's love for his friends was something that couldn't be hidden. Listen, when someone loves you, you'll know it. When someone, when, when someone loves you in their heart, they'll show it. And you'll see it. I want you to understand this morning that it's, it's time, church, for us as believers in Jesus Christ. It's time for us as, as Christ followers. It's time for us as, as gospel partners to begin to love people the way that Christ loves us. Listen, I was reading this passage, Miss Sandy, and, and I was thinking, how, how, you know, what if we could just love like Paul? You know, if we, if we could have just a fourth of Paul's love and affection, you know, we would be okay. But church, can I tell you this morning that we can love just like Paul did? We can show the same kind of love because, listen to this, it's not Paul's love channeled through Christ, but it was the love of Jesus Christ channeled through Paul. I want to say that again. It was not Paul's love channeled through Christ, but it was the love of Jesus Christ that was channeled through Paul. The gospel impacted Paul's heart that much. And the same gospel that was real to Paul that day is the same gospel that's real to us today. How many believe that this morning? The same love that filtered through Paul is the same love that filters through us today. And I want you to understand, love is not something that we work up to, but love is something that God does in us and through us. And when we allow the gospel of Jesus Christ to perform its good work in us, church, it will impact our hearts. It will impact the way that we, we treat others and the way that we show our love towards others. And when the gospel begins to impact our hearts, we will grow in our love for one another. We will begin to grow in the gospel. Number one, I believe Paul shows us that gospel partnership impacts our mind. The gospel of Jesus Christ impacts our mind. And number two, I believe the gospel partnership impacts our what? Our heart. Yes, I believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you have experienced the gospel of Jesus Christ, it will impact your heart this morning. Number three, I want to move on. It says, I believe, I believe that Paul shows, number three in your bulletin, gospel partnership impacts our, our prayers. The gospel of Jesus Christ 
impact our prayers. Verse 9, Paul says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ for this will bring much glory and praise to God. Church, Paul found joy in remembering those in Philippi. He found joy in loving them and, and showing them a affection. But he also found joy in, in praying for them. Paul prayed that his gospel partners would love one another. He prayed that they would continue to grow in knowledge and understanding. Paul prayed that they would be pure and, and blameless. He prayed that their lives would be filled with the fruit of salvation. Paul prayed that the, for righteous character because he knew that, that it would bring glory to God. Church, Paul's mindset was on the gospel. His heart was, was on the gospel. Paul prayed for them because he was mindful of his partners in the gospel and he had a place for them in his heart. Listen, I'm going to ask Carson if he would come on. i got a little something else I want to do before I close. But I'm going to ask him to come on and... And Mr. Jeff, I'm going to ask you to come on stage with me, please. Mr. Dore, I'm going to ask that you come on stage with me, please. Miss Diane and Miss Shauna, I'm going to ask that you come on stage with me, please. My wife, if you would come. Miss Sandy, Mr. Lanny, Miss Amy, if you would come. Mr. Dave, if you would come. And Mr. Bill Carter, if you would come on stage with me, please. If you, if you begin to, just to play a little something soft, Carson. Listen, Paul had a place in his mind for the partners in the gospel. He had a place in his heart for them, and he, he prayed for them. I'm going to move these up so we don't knock them down. Mr. Jeff, where are you at? Come here, Mr. Jeff. Mr. Jeff is our chairman of deacons. All right? A lot of people know him as chairman of deacons. A lot of people know him as Jeff. A lot of people know him as business owner. Right? Husband, wife. Can I tell you this more than anything? He's my gospel partner. More than anything. No matter what he's done in his life, good or bad, he's my gospel partner because he's a believer in Jesus Christ. Mr. Dore, where you at? I need you to slide over, Mr. Jeff. You stay right here. Oh, oh, no, you stay up here. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Mr. Dore. It's our chairman of personnel. All right? Serves in many areas of the church. We know him as that. Listen, I know him as the man that runs no matter if it's 30 degrees outside or 103 degrees, he runs. He's in good health. But church, can I tell you more than anything? We're partners in the gospel. Well, hey, we can put our differences aside because we're partners in the gospel. Paul understood that. We as a church got to understand it too. Mr. Dore, you come over. Listen, chairman of deacons, chairman of, of personnel. Listen, they're partners in the gospel. Miss Shauna, Miss Diane, come here. I called them up. They're directors of our music. Put in a lot of hard work. Now, I'm not sure if they like me or not because they give me a hard time. We go back and forth. But, hey, that's okay. More than anything, we're partners in the gospel. Amen? Listen, more than anything, 
whether I like her or not, we're partners in the gospel because that's more important. So Mr. Jeff and Mr. Dorr are partners in the gospel and Diane and Shauna are partners in the gospel. Mr. Landy, Mr. Dave, Miss Sandy, my youth people, come here. No, you, my wife, you stay back. She, she does help with the youth, but I ask her to stay back. Listen, I know, and I left Mr. Red out. I'm so sorry. Where's Mr. Red at? Come on, Mr. Red, where you at? Come on, hurry, 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 hurry. Come on, hurry. Now, I know that there's a lot of prayers and a lot of effort that goes into to making our student ministry function. But these five right here, including my wife, but I'm going to use her in a minute. They help our youth group function. I could not do it without them. And I can tell you right now, I'm not going to tell you who, but I, I know there's a few of them on here. I get on their nerves. And she's laughing. Okay, that's one. Y'all get it. Mr. Todd, I don't know what I, I, I don't know. But, but these guys help us in student ministry. It's not us, but it's God using us. And we have our differences. Listen, me and Mr. Lanny, he'll tell you right now, we butt heads. We, we have butt heads since I've been here, right or wrong. But you know what? More than anything, we're partners in the gospel. And that's the most important thing. More than anything, whether they agree with me or not, they support me because we're partners in the gospel. Amen? All right, y'all join Mr. Dorr. Y'all make a big line. Go on, on to the end. Y'all make a big line. You know why? Because there's different parts here, but we're all partners in the gospel. All right, come here, my wife. Hey, y'all know how much I love this woman right here. Man, I couldn't do it without her, okay? And I know her as my wife. I, I, I know her as the mother of my kids, right? And we, we have our differences. We have our times. But more than anything, she's my partner in the gospel. She's my partner in the gospel. You folks that are married, listen, I'm young. I know some of y'all been married three times as long as I have. But I promise you this, if you keep the gospel at the front of your marriage, nothing will be able to defeat it. You may face hardships. You may face hard times. But we're gospel partners. Amen. Mr. Bill, come here. Now, I called Mr. Bill up here last because this man right here, I think of Paul, and I think how, how he encouraged the, the church of Philippi and how he was an encourager, and he thought of them, and he had a place in his heart for them, and he prayed for them. Can I tell you this man right here? Yeah, I, I don't, honestly, Mr. Bill, I don't know you that well. Okay, I know you drive fast. I told your wife that this morning. But, but I, I see Mr. Mr. Bill at church. Okay, and we, we may see each other at Wendy's or something and speak or whatever. But I don't know, no, Mr. Bill. But can I tell you this? I know that I have a place in this man's heart. Let me tell you why. This man right here texts me all the time just to say, I'm praying for you. Is there anything I can do for you? Now, I'm not asking for all 300 of y'all to text me this afternoon and, and tell me that you're praying for me. But I... I brought Mr. Bill up here because he is a true partner in the gospel. And I know that, and he shows that to me. 
I want y'all to stay up here. Church, we as believers in Jesus Christ are partners in the gospel. We're in this together. Hey, the church today is so divided. It's so divided. Because he don't dress like I dress, or he don't watch what I watch, or he don't live the same lifestyle I live, or this or that. We're so divided. But church, can I tell you, we're on the same mission together. And I hope one day, if you know Jesus, we're going to the same place together. Because we're gospel partners. God does not save us to be Lone Ranger Christians. But he expects us to be partners with other believers in order to send forth the gospel. In our minds, in our hearts, and in our prayers, we are a team. We are a team and we are, we are partners in the gospel. And I believe Paul understood more than anything that no matter what we face in life, nothing is more important than working together for the sake of the gospel. I believe Paul teaches that, that it's that important. I believe he teaches us that the gospel is that important. So as you stand to your feet this morning, I want these folks to stay up here just for a moment. You stand to your feet all over the house. Listen, I'm not going to ask you to close your eyes. I'm not going to ask you to, to raise your hand or anything like that. But I want to challenge you with something this morning. I hope when you leave this place, you'll be encouraged, you'll be challenged. And I want to challenge you this morning. As gospel partners, as believers in Jesus Christ, to be mindful of other believers no matter our circumstances. Can you do that? I want to challenge you to, to find a place in your heart for all believers not just your kind but all believers and I want to encourage you to pray for one another I want to encourage you to pray for, for one another listen that's true that's true gospel partnership listen I believe Paul gave us a great example of gospel partnership what it looked like I believe he showed us how important the gospel was. I believe he showed us the three points we walked through, how the gospel of Jesus Christ impacts our mind and impacts our hearts and impacts our prayers. But if you get nothing I said today, listen, I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to be mindful of, of others. Not only be mindful of them, but have a place in your heart for them and love them and show them affection. And number three is pray for the body of Christ. Pray for, pray for one another. Amen? Listen, we're going to open up the altar this morning. You guys can make your way, or you can stay up here if you want to. You can make your way down. But listen, we're going to open up the altar this morning. Listen, I want you to examine your heart. And maybe you say in this place, you know what? I know that I have experienced the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life. I know I have. But you know what? I know I could be more mindful of people. I know I could love people a little more than I should. And I know that I could pray for others. Ask yourself, is that you this morning? Listen, the altar's open as, as Carson and, and Camden begin to sing. Caught up in your presence Cause I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment 
and I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings, because Jesus, you don't know.
more than anything. We just want Christ. Amen? More than anything.